So as a male relationships podcaster, I rarely ever talk about finances on this podcast. And, you know, rightly so, I mostly talk about relationships, love and sex. But if I do, they're usually about as interesting as this one right here. So Bad Baby or the Cash Me Outside Girl, how about that, has recently come out and has provided proof that in the past one year, she has made from OnlyFans, get this, 53 million US dollars. 53 million. What the fuck? Like, I was joking around with making an OnlyFans sometime in 2020, but my goodness, if this is the kind of money that people make for, for such a babe, like, imagine how much I'd be making as a guy. Although, actually, now I think about it, that's that's actually probably a bullshit proposition because, well, I'm a guy. I, I don't have booty like that. But even with that said, like, she did have a breakdown. And when I'm looking at the amount of money that she made on tips, yo, she made $161,500 on just the tips. What kind of tips are those? Okay, so let me try and give a little bit of context around this entire money bit. Like $53 million over the course of a year is a lot of money by anyone's standards, to be quite honest. Because let me try and give a quick breakdown. So I work for a company that happens to do quite a lot and employs quite a lot of people. Now, from the back half of last year, we made a profit of around 3 billion Kenyan shillings. All right. That's roughly about if you translate that into US dollars with the current exchange rate is actually a lot closer to about half of what it is that Bad Baby made. Now, Bad Baby, who is simply just a 19-year-old girl who has been in the industry for, like, say, a year, if I'm not wrong, who has pretty much been creating content with nothing more than, like, say, a camera and maybe good lighting and, you know, a couple of effects here and there, she made roughly the same amount as us guys in a year. Like, she made more money as an individual with a camera in her bedroom than an entire company full of 10,000 people. Like, this world is getting mad. And all of this is just because a bunch of people were waiting until she clocked 18 so that they could start looking at her nudes legally? I don't know, it seems a bit weird though. Because you think about it, a bunch of these guys were probably guys that saw her Dr. Phil interview and they were like, you know what, I'd actually probably want to fuck this 13-year-old kid. And they waited long enough, then she set up her OnlyFans, and they've been paying the subscription for this woman. Because apparently, from this breakdown that she showed, she's made roughly about, what, 16 million? Actually, almost 17 million from subscriptions alone. And most of that money is actually coming in from the messages, which were about 25.5 million. Like... Honestly speaking, at this point in time, I would like to point out and say that I remember I was joking about this shit in 2020, but this shit seems like a very good option right now. Except that considering that I'm a guy, there's gonna be fewer guys that are willing to pay for guy shit, and even fewer babes who are willing to pay for guy shit because they know very well if they just call me over to their place, they can get all of that shit for absolutely nothing. So I guess at this point, I might as well just stick to what I do best, which is this podcast, which I guess I wouldn't probably start on OnlyFans, not unless if I started by saying, Welcome to Breaktime on West Side, your number one Breaktime podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who will probably never take any advice that is given by Dr. Phil, because when you look at it right now, that shit is actually fucking profitable. 
He is a man who likes his women the same exact way he likes his yogurt. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. This show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets, and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, if you know the drill, then you can repeat it with me. If you don't know the drill, then I'm gonna repeat it for you. And you know, if if you act like you don't know the drill, well, it's okay it'll still ring in your head because it almost sounds like a song and it's about how it is that you can contribute to the making of tweet street through providing your your mini tweets and other people's tweets so that we can look into them and discuss them and actually break them down and it's a very simple way and it goes like this you see that tweet you like that tweet you want us to discuss that tweet you send that tweet you send it to the dms of at the d which happens to be my personal twitter handle and i will take it from there and i will handle it accordingly on facebook and on ig it is at break time on west side those are the dms that you should be sliding into and if you have I don't know, maybe about half a second while you're there, then you know a nice follow would be appreciated. And as you're listening, if you are using an app that allows for ratings and reviews, aka Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or any other app, then a nice rating and or review will be highly appreciated by me. You know, makes me feel nice and you know it shoots me up the podcasting charts, so at least it adds more validity when I say that I am a chart-topping podcaster. You know, stuff like that that makes me go and inflate my ego and shit. But Anyways, pleasantries aside, we definitely do have a set of tweets that we should be discussing. But before we get to that, we need to get to the most interesting story of this past week. And it is that of Megan the Stallion. Now, for those of y'all that don't know who or what Megan the Stallion is, it is in no way, shape or form related to a horse. It is a female artist. She's actually a femme or a female rapper who about a year or so ago was involved in an altercation with another rapper known as Tory Lanez where she claims that he shot her in the foot. Now, that entire story has been up for debate. People have been trying to pick sides on all of this. And as of the time of this recording, the the court case is actually still ongoing on this entire thing. Now, in a very recent interview with Gail King on CBS in the morning, she was being asked about the nature of her relationship with Tory Lanez and she was being asked, you know, if 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 they had some sort of intimate or sexual relationship. And she had some very interesting outtakes and people took all of that shit and said, fuck, no. So I'm going to play the clip for you just so that we can get into why it is a huge chunk of the black social media community was against after this. And I'll even give my takes on what I feel about the entire thing. So here it is. What was the nature of your relationship with Tory Lanez? Because he has led led people to believe that it was a sexual relationship, that it was uh, that you two were dating. What was the nature? We of were your, not dating. We were really name? close. We were friends. We hung out like every day. And his mom passed too. So when I felt like we were bonding over, over that. that, and did you have an intimate relationship with him? Like sexual. Yeah, yeah. Did you have, did you, Megan, did you have a sexual relationship with Tory Lanez? Yes, that's my question. Um, I didn't have a sexual relationship with Tory. So why do you think he's putting out the story that the two of you had a relationship and that you're making the whole thing up? I think that he is trying to deflect from the fact that he committed a crime. All right. I don't know about you, but personally for me, when that last question came in about them having a sexual relationship, that pause, like that pause has everyone worried. 
like that pause is seeming very sus to each and every person that is listening to this piece of, of audio that is watching the video where this clip has been pulled from. Like there's something about that bit that doesn't seem to sound very true. Like that shit is what is actually sending people sideways because people are like, if you're gonna pause that way, then you're probably lying. Like that pause is like you had to think about what it is that you were going to say. And to be very honest, I actually sort of agree with the internet. Normally, I don't agree with with uh, with the majority of people, but I will admit for a fact that I kind of agree. Megan is probably lying here, or probably she's twisting the truth. My personal thoughts on it are these guys are probably fucking on the side. Like it wasn't anything completely serious. Like they weren't like in a relationship. Relationship probably was a situationship. And maybe they were just fuck buddies for the time or, you know, shoulder to cry and becomes a dick to ride on because of, you know, the death of the mom and everything. And considering that this case is still open in court and there is still the court of public opinion and, you know, probably for the sake of her reputation and everything, she figured, you know, what, in, instead of actually coming out to say that they had some sort of a sexual situationship going on, she might as well have just gone and answered and kept it as specific as possible. So she had to think that shit through. So she'd have to come out and be like, you know what, me and Tori weren't in a sexual relationship. But if it's a situationship, then that kind of just falls right through the cracks. Because it's not a relationship, but at the same time, it's not like they didn't bang. Because she wasn't asked if they never banged or if they did. They just asked if she was in a relationship or in some sort of a sexual relationship. Of which, if you're using the terms relationship, it's very easy to go past it because a situationship and a relationship aren't necessarily the same thing. You know, a situationship is almost like a variation that isn't as properly set up or as exclusive as the relationship that exists today. So it would be very easy for her to navigate like that because at that point, she's not actually lying, but at the same time, she's not being entirely truthful, which is probably the finest line that you can actually move through and go through it all unharmed. Now, obviously, people are calling her out on that shit. Uh, personally, I think that there's a lot of BS that she might have been pushing, which could have explained why it is that a couple of weeks back, I know Drake unfollowed her. I know Rihanna unfollowed her. She was dropped from the Fenty Beauty line and everything. So there's definitely something there that definitely needs to be looked into. But considering that this is an open court case, I won't say anything more on that. I will leave it at that and I will move it on to our tweets for this week. So on to our very first tweet. No cap, ladies, if he wanted to, he would. My last girl used to beg me for everything I give my new girl with ease. Damn, shit is really crazy. Alright, so I'm gonna start off by saying that the person that did this tweet is actually a very toxic human being and needs to heal from whatever it is that they went through in the name of trauma or they need some kind of psychological help. Because honestly, this is just toxic behavior. Like, I normally don't like saying blah blah toxic this, blah blah toxic that, but I will say it for a fact, this is just classic toxic thinking. Because to a huge degree, this is actually what makes a lot of women so insecure when they're in a relationship because, oh, my man isn't doing this for me, oh, my man isn't doing that for me, or because he doesn't seem interested, he'll he'll start doing it for another woman, blah, blah, blah. And then it ends up 
rising the tension between two people that might be having a small issue and then it ends up becoming something big because this whole thinking that if he wanted to he would actually ends up making people think that just because us guys want to do something we always will do it which is actually absolute bullshit a lot of times we might want to do something a lot of times we do want to do something hell we even have the ability but we end up not doing it for one reason or another and it's something that might seem like a very foreign concept so let me even try and dumb it down for some people that might be thinking that all i'm saying is absolute bs so imagine you have the money you're making pretty good money but you're focusing on on your future on you know the future for the both of you so you're trying to save up probably trying to get a mortgage or something so your your girlfriend and you have always been doing this thing for your anniversary or during date night you guys try at a different restaurant and the restaurant that you've seen you're looking at it and you're like you know what this is probably going to be a lot of money so you suggest a cheaper option and what you say is sorry let's not do this more expensive option let's go for the cheaper one because as of now it's a little bit pricey for me so in some ways the babe might be like but you actually make the money to actually afford this but you'd be like no i'm trying to put this and this cash aside or i'm trying to do this and this and it's taken up whatever extra money i'd have had or let's even up the ante a little bit say i was probably planning to take my girl to say the coast and i had planned the trip and everything i had the hotel booked and all of that and soon before that happens say I look at it and I realize that it's probably a lot of money that's being spent and I probably should push a little bit of that money elsewhere. You know, it's it's a little uncomfortable for my spending habits, all right? And I decide to cut back and I'm like, "You know what? I wanted to take you on a trip, but let's not do this because we might be harming ourselves long term. How about we actually do the cheaper option?" Now, if we're rolling with the mentality of if he wanted to, he would, then I'm probably just cutting back because I'm being selfish, which isn't the case. It's probably a more selfless decision to think long term than it is selfish. But if some person starts listening to the kind of shit that this person is saying, then it's definitely going to look like I'm trying to hold back on treating my woman out because I probably am waiting for another girl, then I'll go all out and give them shit, which actually isn't entirely true now don't get me wrong there's a lot of guys that'll do that they'll go especially when the relationship is on the rocks and everything they won't get their girl shit they won't treat their babe well they'll listen to all the nice things that the babe would want done for them and then the moment they end things off with the babe and uh, with the new one they end up giving all of that nice shit to to the new babe and they make sure other people talk about it to the old babe now honestly i feel like that's toxic because it's a very classic way of trying to make the other person feel worse because now you're giving the really good shit to someone else of which if it's someone who's just reeling from a breakup if it's someone who's reeling from heartbreak then you're pretty much just hurting them even more although in the long run there's a pretty good chance that this same man will do the exact same shit to this current babe very very soon because you find that such people will probably end up picking the next babe as a rebound girlfriend or as a rebound for lack of a better way of saying it just so that they can make the other person feel worse and after that they end up disposing this other person moving on to the next one and they start treating people like disposable items which isn't actually a very good thing so if you are dealing with such a person if your boyfriend if your husband is such a person then just know that they're a fairly toxic person now whether you should leave them or not is entirely up to you but 
personally, I don't subscribe to this kind of male thinking. So I will leave it at that and move it on. So on to our very next tweet. Making a girl believe that you like her just so you can have sex with her should be classified as sexual assault. But no one is ready to have that conversation yet. Alright, you know what? I'm ready to have that conversation right the fuck now. And I'm going to start equating it to all the sneaky shit that babes do when it comes to guys and the realm of sex. Such as, oh no, um, lying to him that you're on the pill, claiming that you've taken a contraceptive, claiming that you're going to take the pill afterwards and not taking it, getting pregnant by him even though you said you were safe and it's supposedly an accident, and also, because this one I usually like to save it for last, telling him that the baby is his. I think all of those things should be classified under the Sexual Abuse Act and all of that shit. Because honestly, those are roughly the same exact things that babes will do to guys, but it's just that it's on the other side of the table. And you want to come in and say that me busy having a situation of post-nut clarity is suddenly a form of sexual assault. Like at least I have post-nut clarity to back me up. What the fuck do you have backing you up? You're clearly telling a nigga that you didn't plan for the baby and the baby came and yet we know for a fact. If you've been listening to this podcast then you know for a fact. I've been saying this for a very long time. Women choose their baby daddies. I've been saying that for a very very long time. And not unless if Shori is ignorant, stupid or naive, you cannot tell me that this Shori did not plan on having this kid. You cannot tell me that this shorty did not intend on actually keeping a kid in the event that it came. Like, you cannot tell me any of that shit. And while y'all aren't ready to acknowledge that as some level of sexual assault, you're very very ready and willing to come out and say that making a girl believe that you like her just so that you can have sex with her should be classified as sexual assault. Like, it could be a case of post-net clarity, but hell, there could be a pretty good chance that I actually did like you because I thought you were very fuckable. It, it's referred to as lust, but it still kind of falls under the whole realm of liking. Because at the end of the day, liking someone is actually referred to as attraction and or desire. And you can be attracted to someone because you would want to sleep with them. You can have a desire to want to sleep with them. That can actually be classified as the truth. So yes, I did like you up until I fucked you. And then maybe post-nut clarity happened. Maybe I went in there and I realized that it was more pothole than pinhole. So I didn't feel interested in pursuing it any further. Maybe you were pathetic in bed. Like there could be so many reasons that could actually make me lose desire, lose attraction, lose interest in you after sex. The only thing is we actually talk about post-nut clarity a hell of a lot more. We don't usually come out to talk about the fact that sometimes you can actually be very shit in bed to the extent that I would not want you anywhere near me after that. But like she said, no one is ready to have that conversation yet. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'm sure there's some of you that definitely would want to continue this conversation. You know, we can have it in the DMs and everything. And we can move it on to our very final tweet of this episode. Some women struggle to leave their relationship because they don't want to appear as if they quote-unquote failed. They do not want to hear that they quote-unquote can't keep a man so they stay. Life is too short to remain in a relationship that isn't working for you. Leave and start again if you want to. People will always ask and unfortunately for us ladies, some people will attempt to tie our value to our relationship status. This says more about them than us though. It just highlights where their own sense of personal worth lies. 
Being able to say that you quote unquote have a man isn't worth unhappiness, dissatisfaction, misery, loneliness. Yes, you can feel very lonely in your own relationship and the freedom that comes with living a happy life on your own terms will be worth any gossip that may circulate about you. We live in a weird world where people will hear sad stories about women suffering in relationships and they'll say, why didn't she just leave? But when a woman leaves, it's quote unquote, she can't keep a relationship. Leave life for you. Attempting to impress others will make you miserable. Alright, that's actually quite a lot of talking, but while I hate to redeem the people that actually talk about the whole failing and you know, the inability to keep a man, it is kind of justified because, and this is actually something that I will back up very easily. Uh, you remember this thing that I've always said, you know, this fact of life where women hold the keys to sex and men hold the keys to the relationship? Well, there's rewards and consequences for that shit. And you actually get to see them on a day to day. You just don't really get to know about it up until someone actually starts to point things out and, you know, decides to tie up the dots and everything. So let me try and do that for you. So when you go and you bang a babe for for us guys, when you go ahead, you bang a babe and you get to do a shit job, you will have been given the reward of sex. But if you are not able to perform with that reward, as you know, you did with the challenge and everything, then you will be labeled as a bad sexual partner and your reputation will take a hit because she will tell her friends and they will tell their friends about how you have shit dick or you don't know how to eat her out or you're pathetic in bed and so on and so forth. Now, that will happen to guys time and time again. Now, on the lady's side, it happens the exact same way. You get into a relationship with someone and you end up not lasting very long there and you end up being left and then you get into another relationship and then it doesn't last very long and it happens time and time and time again. Then at that point in time, it will actually be said that you quote unquote can't keep a man. Now, is that particularly true? Well, yes and no. Because at the end of the day, when you kind of look at it from multiple experiences, you should be able to realize a pattern. And from that pattern, you should be able to look at if probably you're the problem, probably the other person is the problem, probably your selection issue is the problem, so that you can kind of figure out what it is that you should be doing, you know, just so that you can try and make yourself the best partner that you could be. So take for example, um, I'll even use the guys in this one. If every single babe you're banging, say you've banged 10 babes over the past, say, three months, you know, your game was all the way up to 11 and all of these babes wanted to bang you because you managed to sell yourself really, really well as this really, really great guy or this amazing sex partner. Now, if all 10 of those babes that you've banged don't hit you up afterwards wanting to bang again, then there's a pretty good chance that you might actually be a pretty shit sex partner. Whether they tell it to you or not, if they're not reaching back so that they can be like, hey, I'd want us to do it again, then there's a pretty good chance that you might actually be shit in the sheets. So if they start saying that you're shit in bed or, you know, you have poor dick game, then you might need to go and look into Kama Sutra a little bit more. Now with the babes, if you're with, you know, this guy, that guy, the guy after that, you know, all over the span of say a year, you've dated like four or five guys and none of them is staying in the relationship for more than say a month or two months, then there could be a chance that you're probably a very shit partner in the relationship. Now, don't get me wrong, the partners that you are dating probably are the ones who are actually quite toxic. Maybe say all 5, 10, 15, 20 of the partners that you dated are all toxic shit human beings, of which 
while it is their fault that they're toxic, it's also your fault that you have a very shit selection process. So maybe you might need to start by looking at yourself as the problem and start working out why it is that you're not retaining these people for a very long time. Because at the end of the day, your value being based off of how long you stay in a relationship with someone is still going to be there whether you like it or not and it exists for a reason. So you might as well work on it so that at least you can bring your values back up. But then again, I might be wrong about the entire thing. So I want your thoughts on this. The DMs are open on Twitter. It is at BagakaTheD, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle. On Facebook and on Instagram, it is at BreakTimeOnWestSide. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening through CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below. And I will attend to them accordingly. And I will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>